Hey heroes, thank you again for your support, and welcome back to Naked, the podcast about authenticity. Now's the part that I tell you that we've just finished recording this week's episode, but hey, it was maybe yesterday, this is a pre-made intro. Though, here's a little clip of a highlight moment, the unscripted, unfiltered, and uncut full episode will follow. Stay tuned, because now, it's time to get naked. I don't care that I did 22 kilometers. I don't care that I reached the church. I don't care that what I care about is the process I went through. What I care about is how I push myself through the mountain. What I care about is how I push myself after the mountain and after the church to, go, to come back, even if I was tired, by running. Even in the last kilometer, I didn't, you know, it was with one last kilometer, but I didn't. So you have to love the process. Wrap it up, motherfucker! <laughs> How are you, Matt, today? I know we said that 20 minutes ago, but I'm still going to ask you again. How are you, Matt, today? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I haven't uh, did what you just did, which you will probably talk about, but I still feel super great. Um, I like to say that I have my little mate with me. To all the Argentinian uh, out there, I, I uh, support your uh, national beverage. I really love it. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling uh, super good. Uh, I had sex this morning. It was amazing. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard not to, not to feel well after that. So how do, how do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So on my side, I have one of my favorite drink right now, which works. By the way, it works for everyone. It's um, ginger, fresh ginger, lemon, fresh lemon, and uh, honey with hot water. It's kind of a, you know, kind of a infusion. So it works even for pregnant women. You know, they can't drink tea. So I recommend that it works for if you're nauseous or anything, you know, it works for you. So that's my, uh, right. that's my, uh, so Medicine of a day. <laughs> so so today, day. today we talk about pregnant women. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's your own medicine. Uh, so no, all, no, I'm great. All, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to all our listeners that are pregnant, you can drink it. <laughs> uh, I love your drink. I love your drink. Uh, we drink it uh, also a lot here. Me and Jamie. It's really good. So yeah, no, no, I feel great. Uh, so yeah, the thing today is that I pushed myself. Um, I pushed myself and I went uh, on a run just before the podcast. I mean, before the podcast, like quite a long time ago. Uh, and I did half a marathon. <laughs> I will act fun. like I'm really surprised, but he, tell, he told me just before we, we hit record. Oh, wow, you did a half marathon. Yeah, what you don't know, though, is that, uh, and for people living in Barcelona, they know that I went until uh, TB Double, which is uh, basically the church that is, like, up north in the city, and it's, uh, like, in a, in a mountain, so there is, like, 500 meters uh, elevation, uh, and so when I said that to me, they're like, you're, you're fucking crazy, <laughs> you're fucking crazy to have done that. Well, you are. I mean, my, I think my top run ever is on a treadmill and it was about 10 kilometers. So I am totally in awe and I 
I praise you <laughs> because you are amazing and you got to tell me how the fuck can you do that? Um, so that's the thing, you know, when I went for running, I, I, when I went for a run, you know, I told my uh, flatmate, I was like, oh, you know what? I want to do a 10 kilometer today. Like, I just want to run. I don't want to do anything else. And so I was running and uh, I arrived in um, Gracia, which is like a big avenue, you know, that is, that is, um, that is uh, you know, my way to run to Sagrada Familia. And I look on the left and I see the church up there. It's, like, it's quite far away, right? <laughs> because, because to go up there, it took me like one hour. So <laughs> and I look at the church and I'm like, I should go there. You know what? I should go there. And it was hard. It was super hard. I'm telling you that. And I don't know if it's because, you know, this weekend I was watching David Goggins, which is a fucking beast. Um, he's, a, he's a fucking beast. And, you know, I think what he says is true is that when you put your mind up to it, this is the way that you can accomplish stuff. Because I train, so it's not a question about, you know, can my leg do it? Can, you know, can my heart pump, the, you know, the oxygen for my, it's, it's just a, quen- it's just a quen- question of mental. It's, it's only that. It's only motivation to go there. Only motivation to run. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this, is, I, this is what I can say about the beginning. <laughs> but, but what, like, so basically you did five kilometers and then you look up to the church and it was about another uh 10 kilometer back to that point that you were so you you were like oh man and if i go to the church um the the total of my run is gonna be half a marathon and no. then you decided to go i didn't think like that so that's the no, way, the what, way what did you think so so what i thought is that is that basically is like i ran after one kilometer and a half or something like that i see the church i'm like okay i'm gonna go there but i don't know you know how much time it takes because i've never been there by walk so I start running, you know, all, all the avenue and all that. And I start going through Villa de Gracia, which is a neighborhood. And I start going up and up and I still see the church. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to go further and further. Reach the mountain. I still can see. Like I, I still, you know, I'm, I'm going up the mountain. And uh, there, is, there is also like pride in me that is like, no, I'm, I'm just continue through. I'm going to go through and all that. At a certain point, it was so funny because I was, I was um, you know, really on a big hill with, um, you know, uh, that was like doing like kind of a, a col in French. I don't, I don't know how to say it, like to go to the summit, basically. And there was two bikes that came up and started to overpass me. And I was like, felt like shit, like, I don't care if they're in bikes. I'm going to go faster than them. And so suddenly I started to run behind them and be like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them, these motherfuckers. And I started to, to go past them. <laughs> I started to run, passing them, going further away from them. And I ran like before them, like at the, at the first like bar that was there. And, and they continued and they continued also. But I was so tired because it's like, you know, when they were on the, on the flat, you know, they were way much faster than me. But then afterwards, it was like continuing and I was like searching where it was and I went through the mountain and I saw the, the you know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go and tell the observatory. This is what I wanted to do, which is, which is before. And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to go and tell the church. And so I go, you know, I run that and continue to the next point and to the next point and to the next point. And I didn't think about, you know, how much time I will, it will take me to get there. I didn't know, you know, how much kilometer it was. I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to go through it. You and just wanted to read the church. 
I, I just wanted to reach there and I just wanted to say like, you know what? I think that's the thing is that when I started to do it, you know, and I was in the, in the first, you know, part of, a, I think after eight kilometers, I was like, yeah, I can't anymore. And so from that moment, it was like fighting against my, against me. It was like, no, you can do it. I know you can do it. You're going to do it. And you're going to be so proud after that. It's like, you know what? Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. And I don't know, as I said, maybe because I had David Goggins in my mind, it was like, you know what? I want it to go even further. I want to be like, you know, continue like this, this elevation and everything. I want to continue that. And so I continued and I continued until the church. And I arrived at the church. I was so happy like I <laughs> the thing. I stayed two minutes and then I was like, yeah, but that's kind of far away from home. So what do I do now? I was like, I have no money on me. I just have my phone. I looked on Google map and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back by running. So I went back by running. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And and again, it was just pride, just pride. That was just, just keeping me like continue to run. It it was just that. So when, when was the the worst? Okay. So two things. First, stop touching your mic fucker. And (laughs) When you talk and uh, <laughs> no, I love you. Um, and second, and second, uh, at that moment, so is, which I, I want to know because I know when I run, I, I don't run that much, but I, I used to do it in the past. And when I would run, there's always a really hard moment or like a moment where you really think, oh, that's going to be that long or like there's there's one moment that is harder than than all of the other moments through your run so which which one was for you was it like when you decide okay i'm gonna go or i'm really curious because it's a it's a half marathon like it's not a it's kind of a big deal in my mind it is i so i didn't as i said i didn't plan to do half a marathon um there was multiple times i'm honest with you uh so there was a time when I reached the first, um, you know, when I went through and arrived at the, at the bottom of a mountain of, so it's, it's already like a big hill until there, which is mostly city going through the neighborhood in the street and all that. So it's not also the, the easiest on your knee and your joints and all that. Mm-hmm. So arriving up there, I was like, okay, where do I go now? How do I go up there? So this is where I was like, oh, I'm going to stop maybe and go back. And then I was like, no, I'm not there yet. So this was a point where it was like, okay, like fight against it. Then afterwards, it was like, um, you know, almost arriving because I was seeing them, but I was not seeing where it was at all. So it was really like just going through it. And so when I, when I started to be maybe, you know, I could see it, but maybe by, uh, I don't know, we say like uh, by flying pigeon, it was like 300 meters away. Like you had to go through a lot of streets. Obviously, you, you're, not, you're not so close, like you're almost two kilometers away. And so this was another moment because I was like, oh, I'm going to finish by walk. So again, you know, it takes over and it's like, no, I'm g- you're almost there. So, you know, like you did all of that. So you look back and you see where you're coming from because you see the city down there. You're like, yeah, I came from this middle of the city. Like I went till there. This is nothing. I can't do it, you know. And afterwards, it was just like laziness to walk. I'm honest with you. On the way back, it was like, if I go back by walk, it took me like one hour, one hour 15, one hour 20, something like that to go up. 
a bit more, maybe one hour, yeah, one hour 30. Took me like one hour 30 to one hour 20. And so I was like, if it took me like one hour 20 in running, it's gonna take me like two hours to go back. So this is, this is the part of me that is lazy, which is like, you know what? <laughs> you run faster than you walk. <laughs> so just, <laughs> I need some of the way down, so. <laughs> Driven by the, by the laziness, I like it. Uh, <laughs> this is this is what I like about sport, you know, and this is what I like about for me. Like sport has always been like kind of a kind of um, competition against myself. I know, like some people have other stuff, you know, and maybe you have other stuff. So what I mean by that is the fact that when I was, for example, doing some bench press or when I was doing something like that, you know, I I love like training at noon or at, or at one a.m. approximately because I have my morning of work. I go train, so whether I, I run or whatever, and suddenly like my mind becomes empty. I go in that state, you know, in that state of flow a little bit, where I forget almost everything and I'm in the moment presence and doing what I'm doing right now. And I love, for example, the gym or things like that because it's against yourself. And this is what I say, like some people said, oh, it's weird that you keep that as a bit of meditation. And I was like, yeah, but when you have like 100 kilos on a bench press above your head, the only thing you can think about is getting up that thing. <laughs> you can think about, you can't think about anything else. And you're pushing yourself because it's like, no, I want one more. I want one more. I want one more. And it's, it's always this, this competition against yourself that helps you push way more. I like it. I like it. I, um, I wanted, uh, I wanted to say that we, we talked about just before starting the recording, Phil told me about, uh, about that effect, uh, that the fact that he ran, ran that half marathon and that he wanted to talk about fighting against yourself. And I thought it was really amazing. And it's probably also how he, he said it. And you know, what's really funny that I haven't told you uh, before the, the podcast is yesterday night I watched fight club and, <laughs> <laughs> and when you said that i was like oh yeah okay that's really good we, we're definitely gonna, gonna talk about it and then you brought david goggins on the table so when you when you bring david goggins on the table uh yeah you, you you're really deep into fighting against yourself and i fucking love this man he's i've watched a lot of his, of his content and uh interviews i've read his book uh can't hurt me i bought the book and the audiobook and i follow the audiobook and... the audiobook is better the audiobook oh, yeah, is yeah, so yeah. much better yeah the audiobook is is just amazing and i love the 40% rule that that it's it's just i like that it's not like 50 or 60% it's can you, 40%. can you explain the the 40% rule for people that are listening oh it, it's really easy it's it's 40 the 40% rule that he's talking about is when you think that you are to the maximum of your capabilities and when like you really think you're like you're going to die on the spot that like you just cannot go further at that moment you are at 40% of your maximum potential and that's why i say i love that it's not 50 or 60 or 70%. No no it's, it's like dude, <laughs> you're thinking that you're going to die but you're only at 40% of what you really can do. And he's proving yeah. it 
over and over and over again and people are are following his his footsteps and are proving it also that it's not just because he's the man that can do fucking anything that he's superman no people also break their own limits their own records personal records and they just go over and when you and that's funny because when you i i, I remember that i've ran thinking about david goggins and seriously he's like a he's in your head and it's like you you, you don't want to feel like a pussy when he's in your head it's like oh, no, no no i'm not stopping i'm just gonna continue everything's fine no because all because right it's, it's, that. It's, it's exactly what he says you know I, i he has this anecdote but he says that um you know like when he's doing i think he's the navy cell training and he's in the water and it's super cold and all that and they've been in the water for like 15 minutes or i don't remember and supposedly it lasts one hour And, you know, most of the people are like thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to take another 10 minutes and it's going to be over. But but he says, like, maybe at any time they can say, oh, we, we take it 10 minutes more or 20 minutes more. And one of the guy like looked at him in the water and he's like, I can't believe you're not cold. And he's like, yeah, but this is your problem because you're already thinking about getting out of the water and being warm. I'm thinking I wish it was colder. <laughs> You know, I can stay here and I wish it was colder. And so it made me think, you know, when I was running because so I, I had some knee problems. I had some knee problems. I had some subluxation on my, on my right knee. And for a while, you know, it was hard for me to run. Like when I was doing a five kilometers or something like that, it was hurting my knee. And so I, I kind of had this fear coming inside me, which is like, oh, you know, my knee is not going to be well, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought about him and I was like, you know what? No, I've been training a lot lately and all that. My knee can handle it. And this is why I'm saying that it's a, it's a fight against yourself and not necessarily thinking about getting up and getting to the, um, you know, yeah, I looked at the church and it was kind of a goal, but it was not like, oh, I'm going to go there and I'm only like one kilometer away or I'm only like 10 minutes away. It's not that. I was like, no, like I appreciated all the way up there. I'll look down. I looked at the track I was going on and it's, it's, it's good. It feels good. It feels good. You know, you build resilience, you build, you build everything. And yeah, this guy is a machine. Like it's, oh. <laughs> it's no, and, and I really love how he describes um, because we're, we're talking about fighting against yourself and that's really what it is. And, and he says, You're, you're sub, like you're like the slave of your subconscious. Your subconscious mm -hmm. know everything about you. He knows your deepest fear. He knows every fucking minute of your existence, and he knows how to control you. He, know, he just knows everything. Yeah. And you're like, and, and you think with your mind that you can some way be better than than your subconscious, but you gotta always remember that you are at the mercy of something way more powerful and it's a constant fight it's a constant i'm not saying you cannot beat your subconscious because when you when you go past your limits that's what you do but it's a it's a really powerful opponent it's a really yeah. um when when you take on that fight for me it's you, you got to understand how powerful it is to be kind of humble and to say, look, and to get to, to go and get everything out of yourself and to say, look, I can, I can do that and I will do it. But, I, but at every fucking step of the way, 
your brain your brain's gonna try to stop you and mm-hmm. it may it makes me think uh of another uh person that talks about that that i really really love it's uh, mel robbins and she wrote the book uh the five second rule and basically the the concept of the book is talking about the five second window that you have to take a decision before your brain kicks in and talk you out of it and that's so fucking real and powerful let's say you you're in the bed in the morning and then you you're thinking ah oh, i should like i think it's time to get up or i want to get up or i should get up whatever if you don't get up in the next five seconds you will hear your brain starting to give you excuses to stay in the bed it's one it's I, it's, I've, I've tested it. The five second is pretty accurate. You're just thinking and, and it's not, you, you don't think, oh, I want to get out of bed and in instant uh, excuses. No, you have a little window and then, oh, look, an excuse come and, oh, oh, but it's one, oh, I can, maybe I could, I don't need to go up. Just this. a little bit more. So, <laughs> just, so basically your brain is, tr- for some reason, is trying to stop you at any decision that you take, if you don't go into action super fast, it's gonna. It's like that window of freedom that you have, and if you don't use that window of freedom, you engage in a fight. It's it's like your brain is is, is giving you your subconscious is like, all right, I'm giving you five seconds, man, but in five seconds, I'm definitely gonna. <laughs> I'm going to eat you I'm going to eat you I'm going to tell you it's going to eat you right away. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it's true. Like it's um, because you have always these moments of doubt, right? Which is like, you know, I was taking the example or earlier of weight training, which is, it's, it's really simple. You know, you start to, so you do your, you do your reps and all that and you take more charge and more charge. And suddenly you see a charge, which you're like, Oh, I'm going to try it. Right. So at the beginning you're like pumped up because you're like, Oh, I've been up till, until there. I can do at least one. Right. So you put the charge on. And so you have a moment of, I don't know, like it's a moment of excitement, you know, because you're on this journey to try it. So you are kind of your rewarding system, you know, intrinsically, but it's giving you like a bit of dopamine into that. But suddenly like when you're starting to go under, you know, the bench, you're putting yourself under the bar, you're starting to think, you know, it's after these five seconds, suddenly it's like, I'm not going to make it. It's, it's going to crush me. It's too light. It's too heavy. Like I never did it. And it, you start to think about it and suddenly like you lift it up and you're like, you're feeling like your arms are, are getting like wobbly, you know, that, and you know, and you have to, and this is why I said like, I love with training for that because it's almost like your how to get back your composure and saying, you know what? It's only five kilos different. What is really five kilos on, on 90 kilos or on 100? It's, it's 5%. It's not, you know, it's 5% more. So it's, it's a lot of mental, a lot of technique, obviously. But is it really just strength? No, that's, that's the thing. This is what it's pushing you really through that. And this is where I love, you know, like this thing about, um, you know, that was uh, Mohamed Ali that said like, uh, you know, like they asked him like, how many sit up do you do per day? And all that is like, I don't count my sit up, I only count when it starts to hurt. You know, <laughs> so I love that. It's like, it's like, you know what? I just do them. And when it starts to hurt, it's like, I'm, you know, and, and this is why I love Cristiano Ronaldo or I love, um, you know, guys like Tom Brady 
or uh, Tiger Woods because those guys have a, have a structure and a discipline, but it's just insane. I mean, I don't know, like Cristiano Ronaldo for a while he was saying that he was doing like 1,000 apps per day or something like that. When you think about it, that's insane. Obviously, that's his, that's his job. Yeah, I get it. But the thing is, is that you need to have a mental that push you to be at that level. Otherwise, you will never make it. So you can say whatever about the guy. You can appreciate it, not appreciate it. But these guys, like the way they're on the field, I think is just how much passion and how much, how much like, investment they have in their success. And this is what, it's, what is crazy about those guys. Yeah, and and you're touching something really uh, really important, and that's funny because I really see the the link with what we are talking uh, on Naked and what we we want to talk about is exactly that is that you don't see all that work, you just see the the the, the match, you just see the 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 victories, the trophies, yeah, and 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 when you think oh, but. Uh, I want to be them. I want to. I want to be able to be a, a soccer pro, whatever. Do you really, really understand what's behind? And yeah. most people don't. But, no. but it, it's not their fault because you just don't see it. You don't see the everyday fight. These guys are fighter. They are mental and physical fighter because the the the, the hardest fight you will ever have in all your life is always with yourself. It's always with your mind. And to, I mean, I mean, if I go underground right now, I can probably do like, if I really push myself, maybe 20 push ups in, in, in a row. All right. That's the thing. You see, you're limiting, you're limiting yourself already. When you're, when oh, yeah, you're I saying know. that you're limiting yourself. No, no, but I, but I'm not, So if you go on the ground right now and you're going to reach 15, you're going to be like, oh no, like I can't anymore because it's almost like 20. You know what David Goggins was saying? Yeah. Where if we tell you do as many push-ups as you can, it's pretty sure you're going to do more than 20 without you noting, knowing it. You're, you're totally right. You're totally right on that because I remember <laughs> one, one time I, uh, in, in college, I had to do, uh, it was a push-up competition uh, in, in the, uh, how do you call that in English? Like the sport course yeah. whatever <laughs> and uh <laughs> and i and i beat everyone and i think i did 70 in a row wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh and, and even myself i could not understand and it was not like fake push-up i do my push-up all the way my chest to the ground and and i was just a beast at that time i don't know but yeah you're, you're totally right but my point was just let's say i do let's say i do 50 setups in a row it's i mean I would be crushed. My abs would be died, dead. And, and you just think that guy do a thousand a mm -hmm. day. It's 20 rep, 20 sets of those, <laughs> of those 50 that I just did that just killed my abs. And you think about it every day. Yeah. And, 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 on, you and on top of that, you do training and all that. Like it, it, it's not oh, like yeah. you just do that. You know, it's not like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and what, is, what is tricky is that you look at, at guys like that and yes, let's say, let's say yes, they are ripped. They have a, mm -hmm. a nice body, but you cannot see on their body the mileage. You look at David Goggins, he, he really, uh, I, I've, uh, I've watched the Joe Rogan uh, interview with David Goggins and he's, at some point he's like, this body has 100,000 miles of mileage and 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 
and more and 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 he did like 50,000 or 57,000 pull up to be able to have the the world record of 4,020 something like that yeah in in These 17 hours are, uh, yeah 17 in hours what? 17 hours i think is that no well, it was on a forty. It was on a twenty-four hour window, but yeah, it's seventeen hours. It's more before. than four thousand. Four thousand pull-ups. Yeah, it's so like when you think about it, it makes no sense in your mind. It's 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 even not fathomable. It's it's like if you're thinking, oh, I have a billion uh, dollar, well, a billion dollar. Do you really or a trillion? Like it's really hard to understand what's that number but in a in an exercise way like oh yeah i've done fifty thousand push-ups what like <laughs> it's it's really and you don't see it on the body because it's not it's not growing bigger and bigger and, and, and you like oh that let's say a tree you look at a tree and you're like oh, if the tree is bigger it's just older there's a correlation between what happened and what you see but on a body you don't see it you don't know so most of the time you don't see the fight that's behind that's my point yeah. why i say that <clears throat> is that there's fight every day and we don't see it so we we have to talk about something else which is vulnerability because it has a link it has a link we yeah. can't talk about the fight without talking about vulnerability this is what i love about uh this is what i love about david goggins this is what i love about tim robbins um it's the way Who's tim robbins uh, it's the, you know, like the speaker, motivational speaker in the US. Uh, he's also investor and all that. He does this big you mean, show, you, you know, he has like kind of square, kind of quite a square face and he has like... You mean, of... you mean Tim Ferriss? No, Robbins. Tony yeah. Robbins? Tony Robbins. Damn, why are okay. you mixing the names? I'm always <laughs> mixing the names. You see my problem with the names? I, I knew the guy, though. I had the guy image in my head. I was like, oh, I don't know this one. <laughs> Sorry. The Tony Robbins. Sorry. Yeah. Is these guys are really, really vulnerable, but in, in the way that they showed themselves. You know, in his book, he, he tell about this story, you know, because it's true that as you said, people were seeing the the kind of finished product, if I could say. It's not really finished because he tells himself, you know, but he's still fighting and he has this discipline and all that. Uh, but he, the, people were seeing the finished product, you know, and so calling him Superman, like he's, he's, he was born like that, where when you, when you read his story, and I know last week I talked about trauma and all that, but in this case, it's true. And it's, it's, uh, it's a really great story because the way he talks about it, it's how much it affected him and how much he went through there, accepted it. You know, he said it himself. The first part was acceptance of that. And then he was like dealing with it. I'm going to deal with my shit. And I'm going to be different. I'm going to fight against everything that happened. And I'm going to be different. And, and this is what you don't see. This is really what you don't see. And, mm-hmm. and that's a crazy, the groundwork that these guys have done, it's really something that, uh, it gives hope at the same time. So that's, that's the cool part. It's, um, you know, what I want to, what I want to add on that is, uh, I think is the, is the pinnacle of that discussion really is why why would you want to fight against yourself and it's to reach greatness but greatness is not being a millionaire it's not being uh, winning an olympic medal you can have greatness in your everyday life and, and greatness is just being able to attain what you set yourself for what 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 you 
what's your goal when you can attain your own goal that you really want to do and then you attain it that's greatness and in in the epoch that we live with all the technologies and all those those tagline of like the future is simple and everything is simpler and everything is easy and every people get so lazy people are so fucking lazy they the 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 disparity between what people want and what they are willing to do is always getting larger and larger it's like oh yeah i want this amazing life but i'm just gonna watch netflix all day like it yeah, just, but you're just, just you're just one swipe away <laughs> yeah you're just one swipe away you you just one 10 step program to reach greatness <laughs> and that's the fucking problem nowadays it's it's exactly that the fight against yourself is necessary and you should strive for it you should understand that there are no shortcuts really there are some but you should not strive for shortcuts you're just mm-hmm. happy to get one when you find one <clears throat> but you want to go through like david goggins he was in a worse fucking shape or or time of his life and he went through with suffering and and talked to and and, and we're i like the fact that, that the fact that we're referring really uh known personalities but It's important for me to say that it's not because they achieved things that we really think that are more amazing. Like you have the world record of pull-ups, but I really want to stress on everyday greatness of, of everyone can have greatness in their life if they are willing and they accept to do the work, to go and fight yourself. Just Just tell me, how do you feel right now? After oh, being uh, able, to be honest, tired, but uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're tired physically, but in your mind, I mean, just before the podcast, when you said, hey, man, you were, you were so pumped and said, hey, man, I got to tell you something. I yeah. just ran a half a marathon and I could see in your face that you felt so good. I could sense the confidence. I could sense the, the pride. I could sense the The, yes, you're tired physically, but your mind is running and is running and is really happy and you're full of dopamine. And, and tomorrow, now, now your bar is higher. Yeah, so, I, I want to go for the next one. I'm telling you right away, I want to go for the yeah. next one. But it, this, is, this is the crazy thing, you know, I think. I don't know, I don't know. And I'm pretty sure you have it also. And I know some people that have it. And I'm pretty sure David Goggins has it. Is that I wonder if we are not masochists. What I mean by that is that we love, we love, we love. So I'm going to use a good word and then I'm going to use a bad word. You know, we love challenging ourselves, putting ourselves in uncomfortable positions. But in, at the same time, it's almost like we love hurting ourselves. It's, it's like, you know, I know that this is something that maybe I can't do. But you know what? I'm going to go through the suffering because I like that. I like the process of going through that suffering, that mental state that tells me, you know what? Like I'm fighting that mental state. It's almost like we're, you know, it, it, and I mean, this, and I was thinking about that while I was running. So this is why I was like, because I was thinking about it going in. So I was like, myself, I was like, damn it. Why I go through that? Why, why I'm doing that? You know, I'm just, I, I don't even do that. You know, it's not a competition. It's just for myself. Nobody's watching me. Nobody cares. Like it's, 
I'm just pushing myself on myself. And I was like, why are you doing that? You know, you do that for trainings, you do that, you know, with work, you do that for yourself. So why, why are you pushing that? And I thought about it in your instance, like, are we masochists in a certain way? But <laughs> just one thing, like when you say we, who are you talking about? Because most people are not. That's, that's no, but I mean, we, we, like I, I talked about you, I talked about some friends, okay. and I talked about David Goggins. You know, I, I don't know much David Goggins, but from what I see, you know, if you see the picture of his feet or the fact that he had, you know, problem on his knee and all that, like you're like, you know... I mean, this guy yeah. like registered to a lot of training where the goal was like, beat you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, here, exactly. I'm here. I want to get beat up, I'm please. <laughs> and that's, not, that's not even the worst. The worst is he, he had uh, a hole in his heart, like the size oh, yeah? of a, a quarter. Yeah. And, and he was running fucking marathons with a hole in his heart. And he had to have a surgery at some point. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's that's a really good question. Yeah, are you are you like that? So, I I just wonder. I would say that, in my opinion, in my I mean, in my life, I am not that much a lover of pain <laughs> or a lover of pushing myself uh, through pain. But it every time that I do it, I feel great. So it's like it's like. It's like my, my, uh, how do you say that? My, my basic software inside my mind would be one that really want to avoid all of this. And I think some people are people that their basic software is really to just go and, and, and not give a fuck or I don't know, and go through it and, and for some reason, like you cannot compare yourself with, with people that are driven like that to go because it can happen. It can trigger at some point in your mind, but, but you, we all, we were telling it on the last podcast. We don't, we are not equal. We don't start from the same starting point. Mm -hmm. And some people have better mindset, have better uh, habit that are built because they had better parenting or they had different beliefs or whatever. And it's easier for them to, to yeah, just because, the pain. just because they have a different software, you know, two people, yeah, like, exactly. you know, two people can lose someone, you know, death and some people will take it as being victims. And some people will be like, no, I'm not a victim because of that. I'm going to do even more stuff. Mm -hmm. It's totally a different way of seeing stuff. Um, exactly. But I can't. I can't explain the neuroscience behind that, but I. <laughs> well, in fact, in fact, if we if we touch on the neuroscience, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about. I don't know if you know about Mary Sapir. She's a really really renowned um, hypno uh, hypnotherapist in the UK. She she's she's uh, like her her client are all the top. A-list in the world, like uh, sports, like Olympic stars, uh, celebrities, uh, like even like uh, prime minister and presidents of country or whatever. And she, I did her, I did a, I bought, I bought a course of her at some point and in her hypnotherapy, she, she, like, I don't know how to explain it. She really gives, uh, she really gives you another narrative for your brain. And basically what she said, she says is how you talk to your brain will determine 
how your brain talked back to you. And, mm-hmm. and I could totally see while I was listening to that, that everything was just, everyone that are different, it's because they have different software. It's just because they are talking to themselves in a different way. And, and at some point, when you talk to yourself in a way, it becomes a habit and you don't have to do it consciously. So it's super hard in the beginning when you're not used to go through pain and you're not used to fight against yourself. And, and you're always keeping yourself small and keeping yourself in, a, in your comfort zone. Then you got to understand that you have the habit of loving comfort you have the habit of not push it, pushing yourself you have the habit of of just um uh, giving up giving up when it when it's when it's hard and you have to change your internal dialogue to change those habits and it takes a lot of work at the beginning but once um how how do they say that it's First, you build your habit, and then your habit builds build you. Mm-hmm. So you had to put the work at the beginning. So you got to fight against yourself. You got to go and you got to understand that that fight is really, really important if you really want to achieve whatever you want to achieve. Yeah. Be it uh, lose five weight, uh, five, five pounds, be, be it uh, run uh, three kilometers. It doesn't, doesn't matter what you want to do. But at some point... And, and, and sometimes it's just getting out of bed. If, if someone is depressed, the fight against your, the, themselves is to just get the fuck out of bed or stop what, watching what, Netflix. What was the name of Ian Mirrell? You know, they did this, uh, you know, even did this sign and everything like in front of everyone. You remember like the, it was a speech. And I think what he says is that if you want to do something in life, the first thing that you have to do when you wake up in the morning is doing your, your bed. Yeah, I don't know his name, but... Uh, I, I Mirrell something that. like you, you remember that guy. But it's true, you know, it's like, it's like a structure because you're, um, for me, you have to love the process and you have to bring a structure inside, a discipline inside yourself. But you have to, you have to be in love with the process. So what I mean is that, is that I don't care that I did 22 kilometers. I don't care that I reached the church. I don't care that what I care about is the process I went through. What I care about is how I push myself through the mountain. What I care about is how I push myself after the mountain and after the church to, go, to come back, even if I was tired, by running. Even in the last kilometer. I didn't, you know, it wasn't one last kilometer, but I didn't. So you have to love the process. And I think there was a research that was done, you know, because sometimes like people believe it's the reward at the end that gives everything. Where it's not that, I think they did a research on kids. And I remember that because it was in gamification. And they noticed that there were kids that loved so much the fact of solving problems that even if it didn't succeed in solving the problem, they loved, they had like so much dopamine like that was released, like just, just for the process of trying to solve a thing. And that's, and that's the way the brain works is that at the beginning, you know, it will push you. I don't remember what is the, the other component, which is neuroimpinephrine or something like that anyway. Uh, it's another component that, that will make you stop where when you go through a process, basically the dopamine is like pushing that down and it helps you like continue the work, you know, continue the grind. And as you said, you know, maybe instead of running three kilometers that time, you're going to run four and the next time you're going to run five and so on. And this is the fight against yourself that you have to wire your brain for that. And I believe like, yeah, hypnotherapy like that could be good also. 
Oh, it's it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. I recommend everyone to try if they feel like it. Uh, uh, try some hypnotherapy of some kind. If you, I, I know Marissa Pierce, she gives some free masterclass. Uh, you can find that online. I'm pretty sure. Maybe if I find it, I'll put a link. Um, but she's like one of the best. But it, there's a lot of. It's just, it's just to see where you can go inside your mind and and to just look at what's going on there you just go and you're like oh that's that's the movie that's playing that's the the, the words that are playing in my mind i think but do, like you have, do you have a because i love that when we when we do that i love that last week because it was a little bit more about anecdotes about ourselves do you have um, one anecdote about yourself when you notice that pattern inside yourself uh which pattern like you know that is your software saying you one thing and you still go went through it and at the end you were kind of proud of doing it and it would change a little bit for the next one uh i'm always torn also um that's funny that you say that because in the past few months i've been more into the like the acceptance of my feelings and emotion and really doing what I feel like doing, what I feel is like me. Mm-hmm. But I know it's not black or white in life. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you if if you're you gotta be able to distinguish if you're beating yourself up or if you're just trying or or if you just know that you have to go through that to reach what you want to reach. And so how do you make the difference then? It's, it's, how do you make the difference yeah, it's, for, you, uh, for you? For you, Tell me about you. I would say, I, I would say it's a feeling. I w- I, it's all, it, it always comes back to that. It's a feeling. When, let's say um, yesterday. Yesterday I, I felt, uh, I, have, I have this pattern of feeling really overwhelmed. So let's say I begin, I begin to do some to-do list and then I would do a to-do list for that project, for that project, for my personal life, for like my couple, whatever. And I have all these things I have to, uh, I think I have to do. And then I, because I just write everything down and at some point they stay in the back of my mind. And now I, I begin my day and I'm like, I, I'm thinking, oh, I have all I don't remember what it is, but I know I have all these things I have to do that are on my to-do list. And I feel I cannot catch up. I feel really overwhelmed. And then I, and, and then I say, no, no, it's fine. Even if I don't feel good, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through that. I'm going to fight through that feeling. And if I accomplish those tasks, I'm going to feel well after. But then I, I get this feeling of really, really just just i don't feel good i don't feel good i feel trapped in that in that thing and it's it's really hard sometimes to describe a feeling it's just a feeling of contraction i feel just trapped i feel i'm getting smaller and smaller you're feeling and when i get out of that what you're feeling buried yeah buried exactly and when i get out of that to because I've developed some trigger to just stop being in, a, in, in the painting and just go outside and look at what's going on. And when I look at what's going on, I'm like, oh, I'm still doing the overwhelm pattern. And then 
I, I just I just realized that I'm beating myself up for not doing those things fast enough, even if they are silly little things that are not urgent or important at all. They are in the back of my mind, and I put myself like that. So for me, it's it's like a feeling. But let's say if I run and I feel pain, or I feel I, I know I want to uh, I know I want to run. Let's say a 10k and and I'm at 5K and, and I feel like my legs are burning and my, I don't know, I'm, I'm, take, I'm telling myself, man, you're so out of shape. Like, don't try to, don't try to, to, to run a 10 kilometers. And it's not going to be the same feeling. It's not going to be the, I'm not going to feel trapped. I'm not going to feel uh, really bad or contracted in my chest. I'm just going to feel at war. I'm going to feel, oh, I'm in a situation where I, I have a chance to shine or, or just give up. It's really, it's really, I don't really know how to explain it better than that. No, no, but, I, I kind of get it because is it kind of excuses? In which situation? In the situation of a run. Do you yeah, feel like, exactly. it's like it's like fake? Oh, I don't want to go run. Uh, it's too long. Uh, it's too cold. That kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally excuses. And I mean, I've I've. <laughs> if you want a personal personal thing, I've wanted to to um, subscribe to a gym for a couple of weeks now, and I still haven't done it. Why? <laughs> and because and, excuses. Because of excuses, but I don't feel trapped or or small inside because I, I, I'm beating myself up for it. No, I just feel that I'm totally not showing up for what I know would be right. I think yeah, it's this, is, this is this is why I'm careful with feelings because I feel people right now are too much into their feelings, and it's kind of a representation of what I don't like in the tech community, which is the, the snowflake. <laughs> Oh, that's funny that you. Because <laughs> like it's that's like funny that you said that snowflake. Like it's just like I, I love it. Like my uh, old manager used to say. Like you know, we were in an interview. I remember that, and he, he doesn't like snowflake either. And he was like, I, I saw the snowflake coming down the sky and melting down as much as it was reaching the floor. <laughs> While the person in the interview me was talking, and I laughed so much when he says that because it was perfectly a representation about how I was feeling at the time. Which was like, this is where I make the difference, you know, where, where for me, you know, when you talk about feelings like being trapped and being overwhelmed and all that being stressed, it's, it's an answer from your body, like kind of a primal answer to what you're living right now, where when people say, oh, I'm cold. Yeah, I don't want to go. I don't know. We'll go tomorrow. You know, they find like kind of excuses about and they find like it's exactly the same thing or why you're all not, you know, going out of bed. It's kind of the same thing. You're so right. Where where do you get that the snowflake ter, uh, term? The snowflake term. It's yeah. In tech, in tech, in startups. <laughs> Man, no, you, that's so fucking funny that you say that because yesterday in the movie Fight Club, that's exactly what Tyler Durden said at some point. He says, "You are not a beautiful snowflake. <laughs> You're the same decaying matter as every everyone else." And it's, 
I think it's he said it in another way, but that's this exact same thing. And I've seen online <laughs> like a couple of days ago a guy I that didn't was even know stating, it was in there. Yeah, and, and the guy that he was stating a couple of lessons from for Fight Club, and one of them was exactly this one. You're not a beautiful snowflake. <laughs> You're... I love it. Now I can that's take so it from Fight Club. <laughs> but that's, Man, but you that's should listen true. to it. No, yeah, but I, I listened to it but quite a long time ago. But uh, the thing is, um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. You know, it's, it's, it's exactly that. is when I'm running, I feel like I'm giving myself excuses on what I, why, I, why I should stop or why I should go back. Because I know I can go back. You know, if I stop like midway, like at eight or 10 kilometers, I can come back by running. I know that. But I will stop on the way because I will be like, eh, you know what? I've done enough. Yeah, I've done enough to, for today. Mm. You know what I would like to talk on the next one is about being in action because it's really Ooh. linked. It's really linked to, uh, to what we just said. And being in action is so powerful and especially for overthinker. And I am, and I was, I was an overthinker a lot. And you always think that you can, that you can think your way out of a situation or you can think always of a solution by your mental, which in fact, you're just tr being trapped in there. And it's only by action that you, that things move, that things change, that, that you You go in the flow of life and it's really by action. And I think that's really another big key of the last year I had to bring me where I am right now. When I called you, when I, when I thought about, oh, I'd like to ask Phil if he wants to do a podcast with me. Well, I didn't think like of every fucking reason you will say yes or no. I just took my phone and I texted you. Hey, man, do you want to start a podcast? Yes, let's record tomorrow morning. But and then you I, said, yeah, but when I answered you. My first thinking was like, yeah, but we are not nobody to do that. And blah, blah, blah. And it yeah. started to do that in my mind. And I was like, no, fuck it. Just do it. it, exactly. it, just, it just and look at where we are right now. And, yeah. and, and if you would have followed your thinking and your brain. And in fact, I think I want to end on that. Your, your brain. You just, just before, just before you end, keep, keep, keep your, keep your, keep the trust your brain. Just before that, I want to say, I think I found the challenge for this week for people. Okay. And it's your list that make me remember that. Because you have to fight against yourself. What I would like is that for people, they put just one item, one thing that they have absolutely to do during the day. Just one. Not like 10,000, not 20, not 10, not five, one. This is the thing they have to accomplish during the day. If they accomplish like plenty of other stuff, that's cool. But one thing, whether it's, for example, I don't know, like decluttering your place, uh, you know, reading a book, um, I don't know, sending that report, finishing that email, writing an article, whatever it is, just one, just one per day. This is the challenge for the week. This is what I want. Oh, to, for a week. That's what you mean. Say you every day, one, every day, one item, one item every day to do. This is the only thing. That's the fight against yourself to find one thing that you need absolutely to accomplish during the day. But, but what if you have, what if you don't have something that you absolutely have to accomplish in the day? That's an excuse. No, but yeah, you certainly have <laughs> No, something. I'm just... I'm just, have, I'm just, we have plenty, we have plenty of stuff that we know that we don't want to do because we're like, nah, I'm going to do that next week. And it has been there for three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I was just saying that because I think it was not clear enough. 
it's more i think what you want to say is decide one thing that you want to do in the day and do it yeah that's it like it's and whatever like, whatever it's for work or for you know whatever it's for work or for personal whether it's cooking whether it's whatever sport you know doing 10,000 yeah. steps doesn't matter obviously if you have work like work is even better because it's like it's linked you know and you will feel super happy with work but it's good also if it's outside so yeah yeah and and because because it's going to be a short text on the on the image that we're going to yeah, put I count out, on you on that. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to add I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add here for people to listen. Uh, um, analyze the difference between when you do it as the main priority in your day, and when you do it as like at the end of the day, you're like, oh fuck, I haven't done my thing, and like you're trying to do it at the end of the day just to close the day correctly. But analyze how you feel when, on one side. Because that's a that's a concept of eating the frog. There's a book about that. I really love it. So look at how you feel when you eat the frog, the first fucking thing in the morning, and then how you feel the rest of the day. And the next day when you know you decided your thing, but then life happened and then you do all these things. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh my God, I haven't done my thing. And then how you feel. And then when you do it, or if you don't do it, maybe you won't do it. I think that's the exercise is to see how yeah. you feel and to to understand the difference between how you do this thing, this challenge. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I love the challenge. How you want it to finish? So the way you treat the brain? Oh, I, I just wanted to say that you you have to go from the... How can I say that correctly? You have to understand that you cannot trust your brain to bring yourself on a autopilot mode to where you no. want to be because in it's just it's just backward in fact if you really think about it the logic is you are where you are because of the actual software in your brain and it's, because of the influence that you had We talked again about that. Oh, but yeah, 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 yeah but, but it's not it's not important. My point is just your brain is running an equation yeah. and your life, actual life is the answer to that equation. So there is no way that by itself, it would change the equation to mm -hmm. bring you another outcome. Yeah. So you, you have to not trust your brain to tell you the right thing for your future you that you want to be. You can trust him to tell you, oh, yeah, you got to do that today or your life is that now, but not if you want to change and you want to evolve in something else. You cannot trust that he's going to, your brain's not going to turn and like, oh, yeah, I'm so tired of doing what we always done. Let's just do something else. No, you got to fucking push him. You got to fight him. You got you to gotta tell him, man, we are changing. Like something is changing in your, and, and we, and I don't fucking care if you're, happy or not with that i yeah. know you want to keep me in my security i know your your brain main purpose is to keep you alive so everything that's going to threaten you in some way because a fear and, and anxiety in your brain mm -hmm. is, is is like threatening you So anything that push you out of your comfort zone, your brain is like, no, 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 no. My purpose is to keep you alive. And that I think I can sense uh, 
I can sense um, some some threat there. So let's not go there. So at at any moment that you want to go out of your comfort zone, you got to go from the premise that you cannot trust your brain. You can just be conscious. And in fact, you have to be more and more conscious and not let your subconscious run the show. And just and, and just was, for everyone, like because we are a creator of habits, as you just explained, to create a new habit in your life, it takes approximately 62 days. So don't think that it happened from one day to another. It takes time. It takes time. Yeah. But if you go through it, you will yeah. see the reward. Sometimes you, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tell something about the movie yesterday, Fight Club. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta punch yourself in the face. That's it. You get <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So, um, that said, another a nice discussion, my friend. Another nice discussion, it was good. Yep. It was good. Can't believe that it's already finished. I'm honest with you. Um, I, it Man. just goes, it just goes so quick, like it's, it's crazy. Like, I can't believe it's already like one hour. Man, it just, it's, a, it's almost an hour and 12. Uh, that's 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 a lot. I mean, here maybe yeah. we, we started uh, a bit. Yeah. We started a bit. Uh, yeah, we started a bit. Uh, but yeah, the it's first great. twenty-four minute. The first twenty-four minute. When I saw that it was twenty-four minute, I, I just you blanked out. It was one minute. Yeah, it was. That's great. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, and I like to finish as usual because I love it. Oh, but now now you're you're telling it doesn't it matter. The, I, 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 don't I, I don't care. Outro. I don't care. <laughs> like I don't care. I tell you, I don't care. I just love you doing it each time. Pumps me up also, so just do it. All right. Well, even if you gotta punch yourself in the face sometime, and even if you gotta fight your brain, you also gotta remember to be yourself and have fun. Hey. <laughs> See you next week, man. See you next week. Thank you so much for sharing this moment with us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to receive our latest episodes. If you enjoyed this one, you can support us by liking, commenting, or sharing with your friends. All that stuff helps us make the podcast and helps us continue to build this community, which is what we care about. So thank you, heroes, for being part of a naked family. See you next week, and remember the most important. Be yourself and have fun.